Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. What's up, guys? Sony Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado on another Rock Your Socks episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are sharing and telling the real story of cannabis and hemp through the eyes of the entrepreneurs who are pushing this incredible industry forward. Folks from all different walks of life have come here to share and tell their story, <clears throat> talk about the things that make them most unique and the change that they are creating in their communities and their families and ultimately in this industry. It, as you know, it is our mission to empower you guys with the truth about cannabis and hemp. Whether we're talking about products or industry, we want you to make educated decisions about how you get involved with this incredible movement, but more importantly, how you select and utilize your products. At the end of the day, it's all about the results that you're getting. So if you're looking for products that you can depend on to deliver the results you're looking for, check us out at medicalsecrets.com. And if you're a budding entrepreneur or established business owner, I'd love to hear your story. Uh, shoot me an email, sonia at medicalsecrets.com, and I will be looking forward to, to connecting my, for some reason, my lips and my face. My libib is on the flowboat right now. I can't talk. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, you know that I work super hard to pull some of the best of the best of the industry, folks who are really doing unique things in their unique communities. And today is no different. Similar to my husband and myself, I have a couple who's both partners in life and business. Corey Moore and Elizabeth, or better known as Liz to her friends, Robinson, co-owners of The Gift, a natural health and wellness company based out of Washington, D.C. area. They are passionate entrepreneurs who believe in wellness and educating consumers about cannabis, hemp, and plant-based health which is why they're here, because as you guys know, this is a huge passion of mine as well. Corey and Liz met in April 2018 at a friend's house on Liz's birthday. They bonded over cannabis like so many couples do. And Corey invited Liz to a business meeting the following day to talk about investing in a cannabis business. They later decided that investing in another person's business wasn't the move, and they decided to create something of their own. They opened a 420-friendly creative space in Washington, D.C. called The Gift. They had an art gallery, live jazz on Fridays, yoga, and wellness events featuring education on cannabis, mental health, and cooking among other things. That business has since closed and they have focused all of their attention to their products and being able to reach a broader audience online and here to share a little about their story, no matter how messy or how spectacular it became. They are here to talk a little bit about the trials and tribulations and also tremendous successes that one can experience as a business owner and change maker in this industry. Put your hands together and help me welcome my good friends, Liz, and Corey. How's it going, guys? Good. Thank you so much for that introduction. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's nice to see you. Glad to have you guys all here. Um, 
I got to be honest with you. I have invaded your personal and professional privacy and done extensive research on you both, but not everybody's had the great pleasure. Uh, why don't you quick and dirty give us a little bit about who you are, what your backgrounds are, and how you ended up in the cannabis craze? Sure. Thanks. Um, so I'll go first. I, myself, I came from um, the accounting and finance world, uh, working in you know corporate situations. I worked for Marriott. I worked uh, as an auditor. Um, so I have a lot of business experience and uh, later came into the cannabis experience. But I've always kind of been into natural health and wellness and holistic lifestyle. So it was a really nice transition for me. Um, Corey was in the fitness industry. He's been in wellness for well over 20 years. Uh, he's trained people. He's opened gyms all over the country. He's just always had a passion for really, um, you know, taking good care of yourself and, you know, taking care of the body that you live in and helping people. Bottom line, I'm, I'm just a life changer. Uh, that's what I, I strive to be in life. That's my purpose. So My um, life has definitely changed <laughs> so, through that. So. <laughs> So uh, I just been blessed to to be with some great companies in the past. Uh, they taught me a lot. They taught me how to grow up. There was some good and some bad times in the corporations, but uh, at the end of the day, they trusted me on a lot of great projects across this whole country to open their franchises and and staff the facilities. And hopefully, we we brought a lot of love and a, a life changing experience to to each community that we've opened the fitness facility for the three major companies that I, I was uh, blessed to work for, LA Boxing, uh, Gold's Gyms, LA Fitnesses. So uh, for my times being in there, also being an outside consultant with my partner, Jeremy, where we had our own consulting and franchising, uh, consulting business to help franchises sustain their facilities and wellness so, uh, and be productive. So we... We both come from corporate backgrounds, and uh, we know how to play with the big boys. We've been blessed to be around a lot of the big boys, and uh, and it's very hard to do what we do. So we got to have a lot of faith, got to have a lot of patience, a lot of purpose, uh, a lot of purpose. You got to you got to really believe in what you're doing, and and, uh, and all of a sudden, wow! The United States government starting to bless us with the opportunity to be hemp enthusiasts and uh, marijuana enthusiasts, and yep. uh, something that's been taboo for 70 years. So uh, it's a lot, it's still the wild, wild west to me, but you still got to find your, believe in your purpose and, uh, you know, everything's going to work out in the future with this business. That's what I feel. Man, you're, you're not kidding. It is, it is probably one of the most challenging things in the world to be um, a pioneer of anything, but certainly a schedule one narcotic. <laughs> That is, that is not an easy thing. And so I have so much admiration <clears throat> and respect for the folks who are just laying it all on the line. You know, there mm -hmm. is such, <clears throat> we've peeled back the exoskeleton and really are seeing what folks are made of. And more than ever, this industry continues to reveal, you know, separate the weak from the, from the strong, right? There's like the Spartan 300s and then, <laughs> And then there's everybody else. And, and I'm telling friends versus those who really have a deep connection to their purpose and to the plant and to, you know, their mission of what they're doing. I really appreciate you. I, I never looked at it as the Spartan 300, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's what it's going to boil down well, I'm to. I'm Greek, so. <laughs> <laughs> best friend lives in Salad. One of my best friends, Costas, 
he lives in Saladniki, so he, uh, he's a, a Greek boy. Yeah, my friends are from Kalamata, so or my yeah. my family's from Kalamata. My mom's been there for the Olympics, so it was a very beautiful place. I haven't been able to been blessed to go yet, but uh, it's very beautiful there. So. Yeah, it is. So. Well, Isikala, nice to nice to meet you. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I'm I'm always I'm always really thrilled to meet new entrepreneurs in this space. We all come from different walks of life. All of us have selected a different facet of the business. It's a pretty crowded marketplace right now. So the companies who are still in business, still playing the game, still you know out there to to uh, go for the win, everybody has to have their own unique differentiator. And one of the, there was a couple things that stood out to me about you guys. Um, but I would love to hear from you first before I share what caught my attention. What was it about, um, first of all, this industry and what was it that you guys jumped into to solve? Like every company has a mission, a purpose, something that they're setting out to do. For you, what was the problem that you guys wanted to solve when you decided to come into the space? Well, being the truth, we wanted to really be the truth. That's the word I was just about to pick. Um, being in marketing, being in business, and being around a lot of big corporations, I never could do anything. I could, I can't tell a person sitting across from me a lie. Even though they look at us as sales consultants, I hate that word sales. I'm a life changer, so I'm here to give you something that is true. It's real. So our mission was I wanted us to have like a timeless product that is about wellness. Liz does that as far as uh, her passion for the plant. My job is to make sure that we come across as a timeless company, a timeless company, classic. We, we, we don't want to be, we're part of the Wild Wild West, but we're working on this, making sure that we're making true quality products and classic, this classic designs, classic packaging, this, this giving people the truth. And, and we want to be very, very, very informative. I want to be clear on that. Very, very informative because this industry's been tabooed most of our lives as some in a in a demon way with a lot of other serious narcotics when it has so many values to our body. And yeah. we have to give people that. But right now everybody, yeah, yeah, it's people. Oh, we can go get a go get a a, a card and, and we can do something now. But it's 10 times more than that going into the future. It's a lot of healing qualities in industries that are going to branch off from this one plant. And we're just excited to be have the opportunity. But we also know we have to be patient. It's going to be some dark days. But your purpose can never waver. And that's where we have to go. Yeah, we, uh, we were really fortunate to start out um, interact by interacting with our core clients mm -hmm. so because we had a physical location we had you know a, a great art gallery where we host a lot of events we didn't have the products when we first started the products mm -hmm. were evolved. You know, they evolved out of our purpose and just out of our personal situation but we got to interact with people educate on cannabis hear people's experience 
Um, we worked with, you know, some survivors. We've worked where we had women's groups where, you know, sexual assault survivors. So we saw the plant, how it would help and interact with people across all different walks of life, old, young, sick, well, um, people that were using it for a lot of different reasons. So we got to that interaction really brought the purpose home for us so much more before we even had the products. And that's just been infused in everything that we've done since. Um, so we don't follow trends. We don't um, say, well, we think that the next thing is going to be an isolate base. No, we've always just done what we felt was best for us and for the, for the clients that, you know, do work with us. Um, we're one of the few companies that's done, you know, whole plant extracts from all of our products. We don't use any uh, zero THC products, no shades. Anybody who does, we just feel based on our research that we like that with the plant using as much of what the plant provides naturally. So that really, you know, we stay true to that um, through all the different trends and through all the challenges that that brings. And I think that's what's given us a lot of success and why our products work a little bit different than a lot of others. Bottom line, we're going to walk down the hill. We're not going to run down the hill. Uh, we we jumped into uh, we jumped into the business from the beginning of the story of how we met within thirty days of meeting each other off a off a prior opportunity that business opportunity we had to come together in Oregon, uh, but that fell through didn't go the way we wanted it to go, and then all of a sudden we're sitting on the couch four of us at that time. Now it's down to two. It was four of us sitting on a couch. And bam, you know, the energy was good and we just started coming up with stuff. You know, but when the rubber met the road financially, uh, certain things didn't take place, unfortunately. But we were already, we already leaped off, off the cliff. So, got to build the plane on the way down. Yeah. So, that's exactly what happened. So, at the end of the day, as people fell off, we kept going. And then all of a sudden, the recent, it was fourth. Uh, financial people now it's two now all of a sudden it's the bills are really high not so, everyone has set yeah, out for business yeah. you know, so, so everybody started dropping off you know we let them i couldn't we could have held them but we let them and we just kept fighting and fighting and fighting and like i said we, we just was creative with the house making sure that it was 420 friendly had great events there, great people we've met for all walks of life coming in and out of town. Uh, so we had some good people that helped get us through. Uh, you know, we had some bumps in the roads. We had some shady dealings, but so what? It is what it is. It's the inner city. What uh, we learned from it, we grew, and we still here. And then, uh, we just blessed. And that's all I can basically say about uh, where we are as a company. There's like an underlining gangster vibe to everything that you just said right there. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, that was like the cliff notes to a power episode minus all the cursing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're like, we had those investors, but then they pulled out, they got scared. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you, you, you know, you're very, you know, very receptive. I like that. You know? <laughs> Man, you, yeah, you, uh, you know, game recognizes game. I guess you, absolutely. Every, everybody, absolutely. everybody has their story around this, and I, I think it's an important subject to talk about because a lot of people, you know, when I when I reach out to folks and I'm like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I've done. This is this is what I got. 
yeah, I would love to invite you onto my show. Like immediately they're like, oh, okay, let me get on this show real quick. And you know, <laughs> like they, they come ready to promote themselves and talk about everything that's glorious. When in fact, like, no, the, the real deal of this industry, no matter how attractive it looks or how exciting it is, like people believe that, you know, the industry that was 10 or 15 years ago when people were showing up at your house and buying pounds and like doing that, this suitcases full of money, like all this kind of stuff, this whole like glorified version of the cannabis industry is still the image that people have in their minds. When in fact, that's not the case. Like cannabis has gone corporate Cannabis has gone mainstream. There are department heads. There, There is this whole hierarchy now that you have to deal with. And in order to play the game with the big boys, like you have got to be ready with some serious capital or a, a sick team with unique skill sets. You get you know, There's real, real challenges that come along with starting any business. Forbes says eight out of 10 businesses are going to fail in their first three years anyways. Slap a few extra nuances onto the industry like you can't market you, you know, and if you do market, it's going to cost you three times the amount because you can't do or say any of these things. Don't forget about getting a bank account. Try getting a merchant processor and even collecting money, you know, for trying to get a bank that will even take your money if somebody wants to give it to you. Like these things that feel second nature to you as a business owner or being a part of the corporate, you know, world, um, or even having a job and wanting to transition into this space, you feel like these things should just be easy to come by. But in fact, they're not. And they try your patience. They try your faith. They push your boundaries, they push your limits, they get fray your nerves. And by the end of it, you're just like scraping and clawing at the reason why you stay in this industry in the first place. And unfortunately, both fortunately and unfortunately, this plant will show you pretty quickly who you're dealing with, you know, and pretty quickly you can see whether or not the person you want to do business with is equally yoked. It's the same thing in relationships, right? Like when you're measuring up, you're like this girl that you see at a party, you're like, cool, we can kick it. Right. And then once you kick it, you're like, yeah, we can chill. Like, let's do this. Right. And then after that, you're like, yeah, let's get married. Right. Cause you find things that make you feel like you're equally yoked. Same thing happens with cannabis and with business, but at some point, and most often you don't make it past the kick it phase. Like it's all romance and it's all cool until it's not. And then people dip out and all of a sudden can't be in integrity. So I totally feel you. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very difficult sometimes to deal with because I don't like putting anything out that's, that's not ready. I don't like being unprepared. So, you know, if I feel like certain things are not right, I've given I've given Miss Liz more hell than you can shake a stick at. Where as far as we both <laughs> said many times, she's come to me and said, "I'm I'm done." I said, "Well, I'm done too." Well, well, well we both done. Well, I'm, well, forget it. Well, I get it. Hang the phone up. Bam, phone is hung up. All of a sudden, we call back. You know, three or four hours later. All right, I'll see you tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's really like, but if I'm you can find you, somebody I'm, I'm so telling you, I'm day. telling you, I brought her to tears. You know, not to be saying I'm verbally abusive. That wasn't it. It's just the... When hey, you, you said that, not me. No, <laughs> what, I'm, 
<laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I just want to be clear that, you know, you know, you know, partners fight. And I mean, yeah. you know, directions, certain things where we drop the ball, we shouldn't have dropped the ball. Uh, we're pointing fingers. But at the end of the day, I'm more angry at myself than I'm angry at her. Yeah, but, well, it's easy to it's easy for things to feel like they're out of control because we don't really have much control, and the things that we have control over require a lot of a lot of resources, and generally the resources are time, <laughs> time and money. You yeah. right? It's like and we've totally bootstrapped this. So you hit yeah. that. You hit, that you hit them all on the head. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't have any one of those things, it's difficult to you know, execute a brand the way that you would want to or execute a product the way that you would want to or execute a marketing strategy the way that you would want to. And sometimes your knowledge and expertise cannot be applied into an industry that doesn't allow you to utilize it, right? Like there's just, there's so many, there's so much tape still. And I think that it's important Corey, how you recognize this industry is still very brand new. I think a lot of folks who are in in the business and they have their face this close to the whole thing, they feel like, oh, this everything's saturated and everyone's trying to do this. And <laughs> you know, but the fact is, is that we're still a brand new industry. We haven't even barely scratched the surface yet, let yeah. alone crack the whole egg. You know what I mean? So Well, everybody's running downhill, Sony. We was just at the convention in Boston. Everybody's running down the hill. Cannabis business Everybody is, is coming down. Yeah, I know, down. Gary. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are out there. You And my, one of my friends, Matt Seibert, talked at that event as well. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. That it's it's good to get you know it's good to get in the mix. It's good to stay in the mix. It's also um, it's also really important to keep your cards close to your chest. I'm I'm finding out more and more that like you know this industry really has it is really put to the challenge. Is and we have an opportunity to decide right now whether we want to operate in a competitive or collaborative way. And as a and Absolutely. as an industry, you know, it's pretty important to to different to make those key differentiations. What does it mean to be, you know, competitive? What does healthy competition look like? Um, and and what does it what does it look like or feel like to collab truly collaborate on behalf of an industry rather than just your business? Your business is just another business. Right? When you when a, when a, when an industry is new, you can take it from. Film, rock and roll, when it's spawned out of the out of the jazz and blues, and it's something uncomfortable. They all come together in the beginning, in some way, shape, or form. It draws us together because we're an industry that we're passionate about. So the passionate people will come together. The greedy people will always try to overthrow the passionate people. That's just the bottom line. And those passionate people will just like hip hop industry. That's my that's my that's my background, and that's my my when I came up. We wasn't even on the radio, but we would listen, we would bond, we would musically break dance, and we would do certain things. Oh, that'll never get this. This'll never get that. Oh, okay, okay. Sometimes the trailblazers set it up for a long period of time for people's other people's success, yeah. but. If you're a trailblazer, that means you're classic. You have a chance to always have that good reputation if you get bond with the right people. I'm not selfish and I'm not greedy. I don't need anything from somebody else. 
I don't care about really about competition. I just want to be on the board too and let the chips fall where they may. But we're going to give you a quality product, else we're not going to do it at all. Yeah. From uh, the creative space, again, you know, like we really started this with the intention to be collaborative. That was really at the core of who we were. We we provided spaces for other people's platforms Mm -hmm. for them to, you know, do their events. We provided educational opportunities. We provided business information to others because we do come from that business background. You know, I would tell people how to, um, you know, how to prepare for your taxes. So I'm an accountant as well. Um, so, you know, we, we always work collaboratively and because we bootstrapped everything from the beginning, everything was our own money, our own equity, our own experiences, our friends, our family, everything was just all coming from us. We knew we didn't have every piece that we would possibly need in business. We needed others. So, you know, we, we might provide space for somebody to do a photo shoot and then they might in return say, well, let me shoot your product for you. Or we might you know, hang somebody's pieces in our gallery without a commission. And then they might decide, well, let me do the graphic design for you. So it's always been collaborative with us from the start. And even with the, you know, with the, the, the cannabis industry, there were so many, you know, great people in our space that gave us opportunities that had stores, um, Sharon, Tanya, local meditations and Barbara district hemp, you know, those are people that have their own brands, but they choose to be collaborative because, they know that, you know, being a wealth of resources for the community is good for everyone. And in order to be a wealth of resources, you need to collaborate with other people in your industry. And not everybody's going to know everything. So, and not everybody's products or services are going to be similar. Uh, we're all very unique people. So we bring different things to the industry and to business. Um, so collaboration has been really, really, really key for us. And I think when you're still small and starting out and medium, even medium businesses. I mean, it's so critical being, um, being overly competitive. It's okay to be competitive sometimes because we're all passionate and we want to win. Um, but sometimes the competitiveness really needs to take a back seat to, and your ego sometimes needs to take a back seat and you just need to listen to other people and, um, you know, keep providing opportunities because that putting that good energy out and, you know, helping others really does, it, it does good things for yourself and for your brand. I'm about no competition. I'm bottom line about, once again, changing lives and healing people. Not, but we can't use the word healing. Yeah. So uh, this change means to change a life change. That's all I care about. If somebody else got a nice product up on the shelf, hey, we there to congratulate that person's product too because it's a lot of hard work yeah. behind the scenes for people to even produce any type of product. So I well, can't. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. Let's let's talk about let's talk about what it what it actually takes to do it. And you guys, you guys, similar to myself and and many other folks in this space, um, accidentally came up with a rockin' product because. Uh-huh. You were laid up on the floor with a, you know, with a busted back, and, <laughs> and and Liz decided to, you know, mix in some RSO and save you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm telling. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I really wasn't uh, a fan, Sonia, of uh, her this coming in. She kept trying to tell me she can put something together and put me together. But I've been dealing with this pain since playing football back in the 90s. But when you get older, your injuries, certain things catch up with you. 
and slipping and falling underneath the car on ice. I just twisted my back wrong, but I couldn't train my clients for like three weeks. I was laying on my own living room floor and using big seven-pound bags of ice. It was ice in my back. I don't believe in taking a lot of Percocets and over-the-counter drugs. I don't mm. believe in that. Uh, so I deal with the pain, stretch, and just deal with heat nice and do the things I know as a fitness consultant to do. So she comes over one day and says, hey, you know, I got a concoction to make for you with some uh, RSO in it and uh, with some turmeric. Just let me try it out. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm like, this ain't going to work look, for me. Look, I'm I don't need that. I barely, Get out of here with your turmeric. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was so <laughs> Nobody wants your hippie ginger. <laughs> Carpet, because I had blankets and things laid out everywhere so I could have me comfortable because I couldn't walk up the steps to go in my own bedroom and then get up on my bed. And my sciatic nerves in my legs were firing so bad because no medicine can handle that. No medicine, no Percocets. They're muscle things. They're not for nerves. Yeah. She, so she puts this stuff on my, my hamstrings and all on my, my, my back. And I did it for two days. My shorts were all messed up. I'm stained up everywhere. So in the middle of the night, you know how I barely could get up. Every time I get up, it's something pain. But this night, I jumped right up, like instinctively, went to the bathroom. And I noticed I was standing with no pain. I was like, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> like okay he starts doing his little church walk he's like <laughs> so I'm going to take another day off of work and uh, I sent the last text out to all my clients letting them know that I'm, I'll be back in the gym in, in the next day they were excited but um, I kept the concoction <laughs> for months I don't want to test it out to see if it would mold, if it would go bad. This is the original host, this is a homeopathic recipe. This is the recipe that she made in a glass bowl. And yeah. I kept six months afterwards, and it still was the same. And it was still the same concoction that she had made up. And I didn't put, I didn't cover it, anything. I went right into product testing right after that. I was like, okay, all right, we got something. All right. All right, go ahead and start ordering the jars and do what we got to do. What's it going to cost us? And, and she put together the product for us. We formed, oh, you're I, lucky to have a money mind on your team. Not everybody does. Yeah, so yeah. I, I you know, originally figured out how to take the raw turmeric out and exchange it for essential oils and figured out, well, the turmeric still isn't as feasible on a, on a large scale because it's going to stain and you know, thing, I, we could put warnings on the bottle, but that wasn't as feasible. So we just slowly developed the product a little more, a little more, until it was more usable for, like, everybody to be able to grab it and go. And we, you know, swapped out some of the essential oils. Everything is just all natural. It's all essential oils and, you know, hemp extracts and butters and things like that. And um, then the dog had a tumor. Yeah. And then she my, started putting drops on the tumor. The dog wasn't doing good. And was she the, stunk. Her hair yeah, was falling out. Yeah. Was I thought we were going to have to put her life. down. Hmm. And then I said, okay, Liz, just for one week, you know, she's not getting any better. We'll put her down. So I, I didn't come back to the gift for a week. 
because I couldn't stand seeing the dog, you know, just deteriorate in front of me. So mm. when I got there, the dog runs down the stairs. <laughs> the coat is back. The tumor's gone down, down, couldn't see it. And I looked again. I said, this product, is, and that's those, those two things right there, at the end of the day, just told me, all right, we got to go all in now. We're going to have to make yeah. some change. And I knew we were going to have to get the gift up because we're going to need money. And the gift was very expensive to keep going in, in the heart of D.C. in one of the, you know, prime, you know, part, you know business districts. So we, we kept a high-end, classy facility. Uh, the owner of the house, you know, we did a lot of refurbishments, 1906. We had a beautiful, little, nice space. And, and guess where I got that idea from? I got right. it living in Highlands Park, Highlands, Highlands Ranch in Denver, Colorado. Yes. Live in Aurora doing a job for Anytime Fitness is there. Oh, nice. So I used to go to these little breakfast spots with my friend Lisa. And Lisa would take me to, I, I looked like I looked like I was going to a regular house. And next thing you know, we going and having mimosas and, and having Yeah. Toast <laughs> and eggs, yeah. I was like, this is wild. So, you know, the Colorado, then with Colorado scene taught me some things on how to do it when I wanted to open the gift. Um, I got that whole philosophy from Denver. That's we it. Out Big it. up, Denver. I, was, I got that whole plan uh, being out there for 11 months on the job. And, nice. Uh, from some great young ladies that took me some great spots. And I was like, wow, this is right in the regular neighborhood. And next thing you know, you're walking right into a like, country-style house. Yeah. I. Right. I think I know like the all the spots you're talking about because right. I, I used to live down there. It's it's so awesome. Like I oh. I love I fell in love with Denver too. Um, after being here after being here for just a couple months, I w- I actually had um, been invited to come and participate on the voluntary committee with the Department of Revenue to support mm-hmm. the legalization of cannabis mm-hmm. and um, sharing and telling my story of how my rights had been violated in California as a patient and how I had to go through three years of, um, you know, battling the legal system for my rights to safe access. They treated me like a narcotics you know, offender rather than a patient. And it was really, really challenging. So I came here to advocate for patients' rights to safe access. And that's how I got into, I mean, I'm a girl who barely graduated high school. I don't have any like college degree. I don't have any experience in court. I mean, I have some experience in corporate because I was the African-American hair care specialist for uh, this white girl, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was, <laughs> you laughing because you know, but I, I was working in an all white salon doing all the braids and weaves for like, you know, the rich black girls, like, you know, it's, it's just nobody, nobody knew how to do a press. And I'm like, watch out. Let me get this finger wave going. Like, <laughs> limit your skills yeah so so that i i got you know pulled into the paul mitchell organization and one other company called euphora and that's so that's like my corporate experience working as a hairdresser um and then when my rights were violated as a patient that put me on this whole other trajectory and so i'll say to you guys who are listening and you just never know you just never know where you're going to end up or where your life is going to take you or what's going to inspire you enough you just you just kind of got to pick up your feet and go with the flow um, oh, and fi- to find the path of least resistance, right? So just stop worrying about what everybody else thinks. Calm the noise down in your own mind. 
they find out about you. That's how you're going to be a blessing to others. When you start finding out about you, yeah. negative people and negative things will fall away because they can't stay around positive people. They just right. can't. Yeah. So let me ask you guys a different question. I, I'm going to ask you guys a quick question because I think there's a lot of businesses out there who are struggling with the with the <clears throat> idea of marketing and the ones that it's pretty polarizing, right? Like on one hand, there's the ones who have tons of money and they're just blowing up the market and they're just you know spending five dollars to acquire a customer so that they can sell to them for the next year. Um, However, not everybody's in that situation. And when you are bootstrapping it and self-funding and all of that stuff, like unless you're a Gates kid, a kid of the Gates Foundation, like, you know, bootstrapping it can mean a lot of different things. I bootstrapped my business. I know what it feels like to drop multiple six figures into my company and, you know, and break even, lose money, make money. I, I understand all of those highs and lows. Um, we've talked a lot about marketing in this space or finding unique selling propositions that help you stand apart in a crowded marketplace. I do believe that the product part of this industry is relatively crowded right now and it's tough to stand apart um, when everybody says my product is the best and you know blah, 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 blah. It's how do you know as a consumer who you're buying from and more importantly... Um, what their belief system, what their commitment is to excellence. A lot of the reason and inspiration for me starting this podcast was trying to help solve the problem of marketing and giving business owners like yourself a platform to talk about what they do, who you are, and really start to like showcase the people behind the products that are making such an incredible difference in these communities. Um, it turned into something completely different. And now it's just like one of my favorite things to do. However, the subject of marketing always comes up. So I'd love to hear from you guys. What are What is one or two of the things that you guys are doing to market your business right now and to stand apart or stay competitive um, with in a, in a crowded marketplace? Well, a couple of things. Going back to what Corey said, um, education is key. Uh, interacting with our clients on a one-on-one basis, we may not have the largest market share but the customers that we do have are extremely loyal and they tell all of their friends, Oh, this worked for me or, Oh, we really like this person. They're very informative. Um, you know, so the people who have been rocking with us from day one are still around and they still tell all of their friends and their friends. people. So word of mouth is huge for us. Um, another thing we're working on right now is something called um, project 545. It's an educational campaign about the 545 different chemical compounds that are in cannabis, like flavonoids and lipids, and teaching people relating the, the plant back to food, you know, helping to break that stigma, helping to educate why you know, we use whole plant extracts only and what that means for the body and how it interacts with the endocannabinoid system. Um, we do a lot of face-to-face marketing. We try and get out there and just talk to people at events, um, you know, make sure that we're on site to answer questions. We go to the stores frequently um, where, where our products are at and uh, make sure we, we help the business owners, you know, wherever we can if they need something or we make introductions to other business owners. So, you know, we basically allow people to be our, our own ambassadors, you know, um, and we make sure that we're available for that and we're there to answer questions as much as possible do a lot on our Instagram and our website. Um, Corey's our resident marketing person with his background and, you know, marketing and, and wellness. Uh, so he's got his own strategies that he employed. And I'll let him talk about that. 
Well, coming uh, from the, the conference in Boston, I've already said last year, once we came out with the product the way we had it, uh, I knew we was going to have to make changes. That's what I used to always say. What, what do we need to do to change this file? Huh? We just got it. No, we got to make changes. So I'd say we want to be timeless and classic. So grassroots is always the best marketing that I've always been taught. However, we want to start branching out to do more things if you can afford to do it. Um, some things I like, 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 like I said, like you just told me, keep a couple of things to myself right now on how I want to attack the market because uh, nobody's doing it. And I know they're not doing it because I'm watching every day to make sure they, that they're not doing it. Um, but getting what, you know, putting stuff out in the stores, posters, uh, we, we've been blessed now to get into a couple of stores where we're going to get it, be able to be over top of gas stations now over top of uh, they call it pocket uh, promotions that we can put over the top of each one of the gas pumps because we have a couple country uh, gas stations that want us to start promoting their products in places that don't have those hemp boutiques yes, yet yes. You know? so we'll be able to we'll be stretching out putting my posters out having our acrylic displays uh, with our logos in several gas stations in a couple places in northern Virginia we just got blessed with that opportunity, but with the corona, uh, coronavirus, that's just set us back now on getting set up in those stores that we're supposed to go into. This coronavirus uh, is some bullshit. Yeah, it is, it but is. Uh, we definitely, we definitely like doing. You know, a lot of people not doing it, but we're we're going to do it. Matter of fact, as soon as, as soon as we get a chance to get with this coronavirus, we're going going to direct mail and influence send people direct mails information about our business and who we are and what we are. Just on a nice little, like on a nice little business, you know, little, little what you call them? The postcards. Yeah. And yeah. get 15% off uh, coupon and things of that nature. You know, more, like I said, the more we are informing the public about who we are, that's going to make them one day just tap into their computer, go into their phone. Hey, let me see. I keep getting these mails. What is this company all about? Branding yeah. into, like, so wearing, wearing our logos on everything. I, I cannot wait for my T-shirt, you guys. I'm a thing that I want to, to make sure that we do. I want to put the brand in the, in the subconscious mind of every person, even if they might not buy us today. But I've seen that logo. I've seen that T-shirt. You hear that all the time. That you looks know, familiar. So, I think I've seen your logo you know, somewhere. It's because it's hanging up or it's... Walking Absolutely. around on somebody's Absolutely. chest. It looks like somebody's fro comb. <laughs> I think me, Liz, uh, and our illustrator, you know, he, he did a great job. He's he's in Australia, but he did a great job on taking something that me and, and the four of us had put together at that time, you know, from an idea and concept of the painting that I had on my wall, you know, because I had a Vitruvian man. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, man. yeah. I got that as a, a housewoman gift from a very dear friend because he know I'm in the wellness. And then I said, hey, let's make this into an Oscar type of situation. And I took from my goals, gym company's mindset. And I said, okay, it's one of the top five brands in the country, you know, with McDonald's. I said, all right, we have to have an international logo. And that was the goal, the goal for an international logo, not a, just a 
trendy logo. We wanted something that would be timeless and classic that can go through any generation. So that's what we came up with this beautiful logo here. And our job is to make sure in the subconscious mindset of everybody that we really truly represent uh, the truth and, you know, health and wellness. And that's the key. So that's what we're doing as far as with marketing right now. Uh, we're going through a product change as far as the packaging. the packaging. We're going more to 10 and we're getting away from the plastic. Uh, One sustainable packaging, <laughs> yeah, so. things that can be reused ideally beyond just recyclable. We right. want we want to be in somebody's memory. So our tins, you know, we're, we're coming up with different campaigns that allow people to reuse the tins, and you know, we, we our logo is going to be front and center on yeah. it, embossed. It's, it's going to be beautiful. You know, yeah, it's going to be beautiful. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. But once again, last week we posted. Last Tuesday we posted to take a trip. To, to the company and to the, uh, to the tin factory, to the tin factory to get things done. And as you know, uh, we get a call saying the coronaviruses, they're shutting down the operation. So, how is we, it affecting your guys' business? You know, businesses of all different sizes are, um, you know, being affected in different ways here. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I'd bit. love to hear from you guys what. What are you, how are you being affected, number one, and what are you most afraid of? We're not afraid of anything because God is going to do what he's going to do. Um, we clean people anyway. Uh, you know, I'm in the fitness industry, like I said. I still train clients at the gym. I train Liz. Uh, I've been around germs for 20, 21 years. Uh, you know, hygiene is... germs. Yeah, <laughs> our entire life. I've been around my whole life. We, 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 these we, boogers, we, <laughs> these boogers, been on me for a minute. Germs, but uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, a lot of good people around the world are getting sick, and uh, um, uh, all you can do is stay prayed up and stay positive. That uh, you know, um, keep thank, your immune system strong, right. eating lots of vegetables you know, and things this, like that. You know, pray for people's families. Pray, you know, make sure everybody stays safe, but. We're just a little uncomfortable right now. But once again, when chaos comes, you have to stay calm. You, you, you can't, you cannot get chaotic, okay? We do what we can do. We can read up on more information. We can be thinking about how we want to re-strategize the cans. So when we do get the opportunity to go to these places, it's bop, 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 bop. We're ready to go. Bop, 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 bop. We're ready to go. But at the end of the day, Faith and patience, that's all we have right now. That's all we can do right now. Yeah. So. It is. Uh, it does impact our supply chain a little oh. bit, you know, essential oils and things like that. Um, we try and get as much as we possibly can from local-owned businesses, things that are in the U.S. Um, we're moving towards um, supporting, you know, women and minority-owned businesses with our raw ingredients. Um, so we're bringing a lot of that home. But the truth is that some of the things that we use, like some of the essential oils, are the plants are grown overseas. You know, some of that stuff just grows better in tropical places. Um, we try and you know bring as much back as we can, uh, but that does you know affect our supply chain a little bit. Our packaging, labeling, a lot of those companies are going to you know essentials only. Um, you know, like I said, the, the tin factory, they're essential only. I believe that they're still producing, but some of our our um, 
our, our plastic packaging stuff that's currently on the shelves, a lot of that in fact ordered. Most of those companies are switching toward making more hand sanitizers. They're deprioritizing other orders and things like that. But there's also a lot of opportunities there too. Um, we certainly don't want to um, take advantage of a situation where people are getting sick, but there's also, you know, aid that's coming out for small businesses. Um, so we're going to be taking advantage of as much as we can with the small business administration loans, um, you know, getting the word out to other business owners to do the same. Um, it'll, you know, help you get through to the next level and be prepared for when things do, um, you know, start to change and turn. Uh, but the fact is we're in the wellness industry and people need us, you know, this is, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of pain. Everyone wants to keep their immune system working. So, you know, we feed our endocannabinoid system every single day. And most of our clients want to do the same. So we're just um, making sure that we're in a position to keep providing services to them. And, you know, I feel some, some, some of the power companies in our industry, in the cannabis industry now, that got a lot of packaging and things going out that's supposed to go out that they didn't. You know, some of the people that are ahead of us right now in the, the cannabis and hemp industry that they're suffering. Yeah. Their companies are suffering and they just get Everyone's afraid for their employees. You know what I mean? Everyone wants so, to prioritize everyone's health. We're still small enough where we don't have to worry about somebody else's rent right now and have a couple staff. And get out of so, you know, where you know, somebody else is unfortunate, we feel a little blessed, you know. So that's why I said, being whole, small allows yeah, you to pivot. Yeah, so being small right now, like I said in this, you got to look at some of the positives, but you also got to look at, wow, what if we would have had, you know, 20,000 units ready to go out and we can't push it? You know, that's the city net. That's not doing us any good, you know? Yeah, I mean? totally. You know, so at the end of the day, we just, like I said, Sonny, we just blessed. Not, I don't have fear, you know. Fear, you might as well pack up and go home. So you know, don't so, be scared. <laughs> so, the fear is gone. You know, we had all the fear we had. <laughs> you know, when she quit her job, I was like, "Are you are you ready?" <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm ever really ready to quit a, a steady paycheck. Don't do it. She said, it was so it. essential. Said, oh God! I said, "Oh God!" I said, "Okay, I'm." All, I said, "I'm already out." She's gonna jump out, and I'm like, "Now nah, it's really gonna be all." And then everybody else started to flake. So we've been through chaos already, you know. So you, you, you can't aim without it. So you guys have an incredible story here, and I'm really excited to be a part of being able to share it. And um, you know, offline we should definitely talk about some of the strategies and how you can work collaboratively with some platforms to to share, you know, the message and your mission. I love your um, I love your concept around the education piece. I'm huge in education. We've impacted over 200 million people um, in the last three years with how we're educating folks. So, um, and we bootstrap the whole thing. So, can certainly add some value around that. As a matter of fact, um, I'd love to. I'd love to hear you guys share where folks can find you if they want to follow the journey and know what's up with the gift. Absolutely. We're on our website is www.thegiftedfriends.com. Our Instagram is completely gifted. Uh, those are the two platforms that we use the most. So you can find us there. Um, again, we're working on now that we have some extra time, we're going to be um, working on our educational platforms more and more. Um, Project 545 is going to be releasing soon. We're just building up that momentum on it. I'm busy writing a lot. Uh, you know, 
educating myself so I can educate others. I read a lot of medical studies, so I'm working on paring down that information and making it more bite-sized, you know, for, for others. Um, so people can find us on either platform. You can reach out to us on either. Um, you know, we check everything. If anybody has any questions, they can reach out to us, uh, again, through Instagram or our website. And we definitely want to start coming with, our, you know, with the gift, uh, the, the gift news. You know, our own YouTube uh, three-minute, you know, informative, three-minute, 25-second informative. Uh, with, Liz, size, with, Liz, with Liz, Sonia as a guest or whatever. <laughs> um, we definitely have two young ladies. Yeah, we would that, love to have you on our yeah, own platform so, as well. You know, but that's, that's coming down the road, you know. But uh, we, we call it the gift news. Uh, we're looking forward in 2020. Um, so we definitely want to branch out with some things, but we want to also get with uh, another company called LMD that's on LinkedIn. They're a marketing uh, uh, company. I'm great friends with the owners, and uh, we're looking to partner with them and do, do a lot of business with them to reorganize our strategies, too, with our marketing, because we're definitely going to use outside help. Yeah. Uh, because we, we have, have great people around yeah, us, yourself yeah, included, yeah. And, and, and we've had a lot of great support, even financially, when we've been in some jams about some things. We had some great people. Shout out to all of them, y'all. Yeah, they know who they are, and because uh, our circle is small, uh, but uh, we've definitely been blessed uh, with her mom, my mom. Uh, I, I can't say enough. Uh, it's just that uh, we ain't going nowhere. That's all I'm basically going to say about that. The gift. It's not going anywhere. Uh, and uh, that's all I can say about it. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. I really enjoyed our conversation. So much exciting stuff coming up here uh, for you guys. And really excited to see the education piece come out and definitely want to continue to be um, a support system for you guys as you are growing. And for those of you guys who are tuning in, thank you so much for being a part of the Hemp Revolution community, as well as the Medical Secrets family. We live to serve you guys with the truth about cannabis so that you can make empowered decisions about how you want to participate in this incredible movement or otherwise utilize these incredible products in the most effective manner. Check us out at medicalsecrets.com if you're looking for the products that you can depend on to deliver the results you're looking for. And if you're a budding entrepreneur or business owner in this space, I'd love to hear your story. Shoot me an email, sonia at medicalsecrets.com, and I'll be excited to connect. I'm your host with the most, Sonia Gomez. And this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you on our next show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution, and we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live.